Looking to offer your patients a way to order and interact with you anywhere, anytime they choose? Great. We start the mobile health journey with Managing Director of MedAdvisor, Josh Swinnerton. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to start building your smarter, more successful 21st century pharmacy before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours. We're episode 21. So I want to kick off today. We've got a lot to get through. We've got a big episode coming up where we've got Josh Swinnerton from MedAdvisor dipping our toes into the mobile health space. And there'll be more of that to come as it's going to be a burgeoning area and we're going to see a lot more applications coming up that are relevant to our pharmacies and our patients as well. So it's a really good starting point there. So I look forward to that, but we won't jump the gun. Competition from last week, it's still available for anyone who wants to jump on Facebook, Twitter or LinkedIn. I've given everyone a clue yesterday. There are two words that I'm looking for and they're the two key ingredients of implementing technology successfully in your pharmacy. One starts with an M, the other one starts with a C. Won't be too hard to work out. All the, all the information, all that you needed was in last week's interview with Paul Naismith. And that was a good starting point with mobile health as well with ERX Express last week. And obviously we'll get a little bit more from uh, Josh today. So a few things I wanted to bring to everyone's attention as well is that everyone who has been a keen listener of this show from the beginning, inadvertently you've already come across the first chapter of transformation. As shocking as it sounds, I was quite secretive about not letting everyone in on that fact. But if you would like to go back to episode one, episode one I'm proud to announce is the first chapter of transformation. So if anyone wants to go back to that, please do. I'll be loving to get some feedback on that as well. We also had the exclusive booking period open last week. So that's now open today to everyone to register. So the biggest favor that any of you could do, and I know that uh, I ask a lot of you each week up to an hour sometimes to uh, insert this show into your earbuds, but I would love you to refer someone who you think may benefit, not only from the podcast that you've been a keen listener to, but to coming to the event as well. So particularly if you know someone in Victoria, I'd be much appreciated if you could refer them on, and I'm more than happy for them to be using the code that I gave you last week. I'll repeat that again, and I'll put the link to the booking site in the show notes again today, and the episode 20 was the um, exclusive booking code, all one word, episode 20. So in relation to the event as well, I'm going to give you some more details today. So one thing that is very, I'm very mindful of is that we are live in 49 countries now. I'm going to put a competition up in a few weeks, and that may already happen, uh, to guess who might be the number 50 to come on board. I'm just so overjoyed by that, um, and I'm so happy that the word of transformation is getting around the globe, and that we do have listeners even as far as Rwanda as I learnt today. 
So in recognition of that and my appreciation, on the book launch day, I have mentioned that everyone internationally and outside Victoria have a very special way of getting involved in transformation. So I can tell you that today. So we're going to be broadcasting live, not audio, full video, everything that's happening on the day. The proviso is, is that you will be unable to access it if you are in Victoria. Unfortunately, we do have the event in Victoria if you can come along. There will be some highlights on the website afterwards, but not the full thing available. So you will be able to tune in live um, if you are outside of Victoria in Australia and also for our overseas listeners as well. And also, as a special bonus as well, I'm going to be hosting a Google Hangout at 10 o'clock on the day for half an hour. It's all free to access. I'll be putting a registration link in the show notes as well for you to be able to access that and also by social media as well. So if you register for that, you'll get access to the live broadcast and you'll also be able to register for a Google Hangout with me at 10 o'clock on the day. And you can ask any questions you like about transformation, about technology in general, or just simply jump on and say, g'day, thanks very much for, for listening, and so on and so forth. So I really look, really look forward to getting every one of our listeners involved. I said I'd find a way to do it, and I think as would so happen on a technology and pharmacy show, but probably more the technology side, I've found a way to do it. And I hope that you enjoy that and uh, get a lot of value from it. For those of us who are in Victoria, I've got some more juicy details to give you about what you get for coming on the day. There will be some special bonuses. There will also be a, a follow-up webinar that we're going to have for anyone who comes along because there's going to be some great content that I can't share with it. I can't share with everyone outside of Victoria. You have to come along on the day to get hold of that. But to come along, you will be able to access a very special webinar that you'll be able to access the following week. Plus, if you are coming along and you are thinking, I don't know if I can come along, I'm a solo pharmacist, I can't open up late on the day, it is a breakfast event and it will be starting at 7.30 in the morning and you're worrying about 9 o'clock and how the pharmacy will open, well, we've done a partnership with a locum agency and I'll bring you those details as soon as I can give you some more, uh, but it's just in discussion at the moment where they will, they will help you find a locum for the day at a very, very, very attractive rate as well. So it'll be quite worthwhile. And again, just take that fear of what's going to happen to the pharmacy if I'm running late as well so that you can really enjoy the event and not have to worry about that. Enjoying the event, we're going to have unlimited espresso coffee. I may have already mentioned that, but I think a few of you may have, may have not taken me seriously. It is unlimited. You will be able to take a cup away uh, at the end of the event as well. We're going to have networking after the formalities are finished. So I'd love you to hang around and uh, take advantage of that. And also, if you are driving in as well, you will have access to free parking as well. It's always a bit of a hassle getting into the city and um, trying to find a park that's close enough to the convention center that isn't gonna cost you 20 or $30, we've done a deal to organize free parking for you. So you just need to indicate that when you are booking your ticket. So on to today's interview. It's with Joshua Swinnerton. He's the Managing Director and Founder of MedAdvisor. 
with a primary focus of web and mobile connection with patients and their pharmacy. He has the primary objective to improve medication adherence. It is a detailed interview, and anyone who's ever wondered about mobile applications in pharmacy, here's a really good starting point. Josh Swinnerton, welcome to the Transformation Show. Hi, Rob. Good to be here. Uh, look, great, great to have you on, Josh, and uh, obviously very exciting times for you and MedAdvisor at the moment with, um, I guess, the upcoming consumer launch and also the industry launch has already happened between yourselves and, and Bupa. Um, Josh, I wanted to ask you um, straight away, like, mobile applications is obviously a burgeoning area in pharmacy and it'll only get bigger as we move along, but okay, how did you get started with mobile applications and uh, what drives your passion for that? Um, yeah, it's a bit of a long, long journey for me uh, getting into the mobile space. Um, I actually started out, I guess, in the health and medical technology space uh, with a with an earlier venture called Desk Active, which is actually about OCH health and safety software for um, sedentary office workers, particularly reminding them to take stretch breaks, ergonomic breaks, um, teaching them what they need to know about better health in the office um, was my first venture in this space, um, well, in the broader health space, if you like, and uh, took that company to the US. And actually, it was through some interactions there with a larger kind of health system um, that um, I was first sort of made aware of the need for um, the use of that kind of technology, patient, I guess, patient or consumer engagement technology in our area of um, medication adherence and helping, helping the individual better manage their medicine. And the natural format for that as part of that shift of, of focus into, um, hey, how can we get involved in that space? The natural format for that, um, you know, and this was maybe my first involvement in, in that space was maybe five years ago. But even then, you know, smartphones uh, were already very big five years ago, was saying um, smartphones and mobile devices in general are um, ideal for that kind of application in that they tend to be always on, always with the individual, you know, there every day, potentially many times a day if we're doing something like reminding them to take medicine. Um, so it came about with our, our shift in focus into medication adherence or medication management technology. And uh, yeah, sort of grew, grew from there. Mm, no, no, absolutely. And uh, look, certainly, um, and, and I guess our listeners also should be aware as well that you are a, you are a techie at, at heart as well. What, what, um, what drove your, <clears throat> your love or passion into getting into um, mobile health? Yeah, well, I, I guess, um, I mean, to some extent, it, it comes from just a, a obvious observation of, you know, there being a, a strong need and a great fit in mobile technology to achieve the aims of, of medication management. So, so I guess, you know, when I say strong need, just from my own you know, personal observations, um, as well as learning to understand the industry, um, you know, both um, my my mum, for example, is a um, chronic sufferer of a couple of um, nasty illnesses like Parkinson's and arthritis. And because of that, she's been taking for many years, at least, I'd say at least 10 prescription medications and seeing her struggle to remember to fill scripts at the right time. And what do I take this yellow tablet with the white one? And mm. I've run out of this one, but not that one. 
um, you know, always sort of brought to mind that there had to be some way to better assist her with that. And I, I guess, you know, both from that um, managing the day-to-day of scripts expiring and remembering to take doses at different times of day, et cetera, you know, it, it, what, what's clear in my mind is that it's a, it, it is a, I mean, management's a bit of a uh, boring word for it, but it is something people have to deal with, um, you know, uh, potentially yeah, many times every day, um, long term, if they're suffering from any sort of chronic illness. Um, and as much as pharmacists and doctors do a great job for the time they have with the patient, there just isn't enough pharmacist and doctor time, um, you know, day to day with each patient. If if a patient's lucky, they're seeing their pharmacist perhaps, you know, once a month to fill scripts and their doctor maybe every three months or six months. Um, but they need help with these common jobs, which are, you know, much simpler, but still important. Um, they, they need that help sort of every day. Um, yeah, and, and now that, I mean, even PCs aren't quite good enough for that because it's fine for, you know, Rob, for you and I, mm. we're probably in front of our PCs 10 times a day mm. and rarely more than, you know, an hour or two away from one. Um, but for so many other people, a PC is, you know, every couple of days or I'll check my email once or twice a week. Um, whereas the shift in, in uh, culture to us all having a mobile device with us all the time means suddenly we've got a pretty powerful and connected computer in our pocket um, all day, every day. So for the, this sort of job of helping someone track, manage, better comply with their medication, uh, it opens up a great opportunity. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, you know, if we're, if we're now in an age, and I guess it always gets referred to as that post-PC age, um, where you can customise a pizza on your mobile device and uh, literally know when it's being put in the oven, taken out of the oven, uh, ready for you to pick up at a, at a Domino's store, uh, why can't medication be made as simple as that? Um, yeah, think- certainly. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in terms of where, where MedAdvisor is, and I guess in terms of where a lot of our pharmacy owners are looking at, and we may have had different interactions with different medication compliance tools, you know, we've had the Guild do their versions of Meds Index, um, you know, probably four or five years ago. Um, it's evolved into some of the Guild Care programs that have helped to drive medication compliance. We've got SMS reminder systems. Uh, we've got the NPS Med- Medicine Wise app that you know consumers can download, but pharmacists can interact with. Where, where do you, where do you see, and I guess for the benefit of our listeners, where do you see MedAdvisor fitting into all of that? Yeah, so um, I, I should explain first. The um, I'm not sure, Rob, if you've heard much about it, but um, we have a partnership with GuildLink and the GuildCare software, which does mean that um, the pharmacy part of our software, the software that pharmacists use to interact with and manage their MedAdvisor patients, uh, uh, does come embedded as a module inside GuildCare, yep. um, which has been a, a great... Um, both technically and strategic um, partnership for us in that um, it gives us an easy way to connect into you know, so many Australian pharmacies without having to come along and say, all right, from scratch, you've got to install totally new software on all your workstations. Um, it, you know, that's always a, a big challenge. Um, and the strength of Gilcare being connected with essentially every um, dispense software company in in Australia 
means that you know it, in terms of our challenge of connecting med advisor and being able to offer it to um, essentially any Australian pharmacy um, is um, a, you know a big plus for us but um, yeah in terms of uh, on, on your question of where we fit in that space I guess when I look at more broadly different programs for improving medication adherence and medication management driven by pharmacy uh, well pharmac pharmacists and pharmacies um, I, I guess there's that range of there are there are programs that are about the pharmacist interacting with the patient face to face um, and I guess you know in that that sense I'd include even things like uh, MedScreen and some of the other guild care programs where it's about the professional advice of the pharmacist engaging with the patient um, so is but it's, it's still essentially a face-to-face -face service provided by the pharmacist to the patient and that's where you know that that professional expertise is something we're a long way off ever having technology being able to entirely replace you know real uh, personalized advice and guidance by a pharmacist or doctor yeah. um, but it's then as you sort of look at the use of technology once a patient's out of the pharmacy and off on their own. So yes, I guess the the first significant um, impact in that space and um, uh, offering in that space has been um, probably the SMS reminder services, of which there are a couple of different players in Australia. And um, essentially, SMS reminder services are still largely controlled by the pharmacist and the SMSs are by and large going from, you know, driven by pharmacist to patient, particularly to remind of uh, script, you know, need, you need to fill this script or perhaps as far as we can see, you've run out of repeats and you need to see a doctor. Um, but it's still largely controlled and set up by the pharmacist. Um, and I guess where MedAdvisor fits is kind of going to a uh, a level beyond that of control and visibility for the patient. So in a way, we are giving the patient more awareness, visibility, um, information about managing their own medication rather than just receiving it from the pharmacist. So, and I, I guess that it's a core component of that is saying, right, when you open up your MedAdvisor, the first thing you're going to see is here is a list of an automatically updated list, but here's a list of all the prescription medication you're taking at the moment, or you've taken within the last six months, if it's something you've finished taking, um, and giving them that visibility and information, you know, right there in, in one screen, I can see, right, I've only got 10 days of this left, I've got three repeats left, that's fine, I'll pick it up when I'm next to the shops. Um, the um, and And beyond that, the, an area we're increasingly moving into is providing the the training and information around particular medications. So we already, again, it's part of our relationship with um, a Guildlink. We already provide um, CMI and drug images for the vast majority of prescription medications. And we try to make that a bit more palatable to people um, in that I think, um, you know, everyone would be aware of the um the old school not not that you see these much anymore but the you know the giant sheet of paper in <laughs> three point font um is uh, hard for people to actually absorb um <clears throat> that said the cmi mm. is still the cmi it's um what we try to do is fold it up into nice 
bite-sized categories that people can just quickly get at the piece they want. But that's that's certainly an area we'd like to do more in. You know, how do we get the most relevant bits of training and information um, to a patient when they need it or, or when they're looking for it? Um, but yeah, I guess the the difference between um, MedAdvisor and SMS-centric systems is. Um, particularly around that, you know, giving the patient more visibility and more control. That said, you know, there's nothing about what we're doing that, you know, is asking the patient to be a pharmacist or know, um, you know, know things they they can't know without advice. And, it, and in general, um, the push in a number of parts of the system is still driving them back to, well, you know, tap here to call your pharmacy or tap here to order a your repeat. So when you get to the pharmacy, it, it's still very much um, at many points um, tying them back to their relationship with their, you know, regular or what we call favourite pharmacy. Um, yep. Yeah. So. No, look, absolutely. And in, in terms of obviously generating even a medication list as well, um, is it something that you plan to, I guess, in because obviously the, the major concern that I think every, uh, every pharmacy has when you see a patient is, you know, do they go to another pharmacy? Um, and do I know about everything that they're taking? Um, same concern with the doctor. So is there any uh, point where you're thinking that you'll be able to interface with, um, well, it was the PCHR, but under review, it may become the MyHR, which uh, obviously will be an opt-out system. But do you see a, a, a possibility there to ensure that, you know, that medication list that you are feeding back to the patient is comprehensive yes certainly i mean the it's an ongoing um part of our work is to make sure we have the best possible connection to uh data available about uh, uh, enrolled patients um medications and yes currently that is through their dispense software um although even that for anyone signed up to medadvisor if they're using different MedAdvisor connected pharmacies, they can, that their data is consolidated between filling a script at another pharmacy, etc. Mm. Um, but longer term, we, we keep a very close eye on what's going on on the, um, the medication part of PCEHR. Um, I mean, not, you know, essentially none of these systems are perfect. The, the, the limitation, even uh, with full connection into PCEHR, um, it's not necessarily as complete a picture as what your dispense software in a typical pharmacy would see, yeah. but it is, I guess it is broader in that, yes, every, uh, well, at least every Medicare claimed medication is going to have some records in there. Um, it just, un unfortunately, it just hasn't been, um, it isn't yet in a format where we can, I, I guess, um, transparently or you know seamlessly retrieve people's um, prescription data uh, you know their medicare claims related to medication out of pcehr that, that's sort of a architectural um i don't know if it's a limitation of pcehr in that current their current structure is really you have to go into your pcehr and initiate sharing a record out with an external system like ours yeah. Um, which unfortunately it would be a bit limiting in that you'd have to basically tell the patient every single time you fill a new script, log into your PCEHR, click a few buttons and say, send that record to MedAdvisor. Um, and in my mind, you know, that's, yeah, that, that's very limiting in that the 
critical value of MedAdvisor is that it's automatically keeping up to date with um, your dispense activity um, without the patient having to do something. The same with you know some some systems where the patient has to uh, type in the details of every medication. That's always going to be such a barrier yeah, and a absolutely. chore um, to them. So yeah. And is that is that process of generating the medication list an interactive experience between the pharmacist and the patient, or is it really a case of that um, you know? And and I guess I'll, I'd love to take our listeners on a little bit of a workflow of how we all get started with this uh, in a moment. But um, how how would we? Um, I guess, in, initiate that with the patient? Is it very much a patient-centred um, action or is it something that the pharmacist can initiate with the patient in the pharmacy? Um, the activation and setup of a patient in MedAdvisor, it does involve the pharmacy and, um, yeah, I could ex- explain that to you. But the, the interesting thing um, about, I, I think, part of, part of your question there is once a patient is signed up to MedAdvisor, it all is it the entire maintenance of that list is pretty much seamless so there is no actual day-to-day work uh for the pay, for the pharmacist or patient um effectively once they're enrolled in medadvisor and they've activated their account um forever after until they deactivate or um, delete their account um the moment you dispense in your pharmacy um, there is an interaction between gilcare and MedAdvisor to say, hey, is this patient um, connected to MedAdvisor? If they are, we'll share the dispense record with MedAdvisor and your home screen will just magically update. So new medications might appear, uh, numbers of repeats remaining might drop down if you've just filled a script. Day, you know, Supply of medications will increase if you've just filled a script. Um, so, so we see that that is a, a fundamental um, part of what we're doing, and and it is a you know a unique strength to the system. Um, so um, yeah, that's um, pretty key. But I, I can um, tell you a bit more about hmm. the activation process if that's yeah. Now look, absolutely. I just I'll just think it'd be if, for those pharmacies that are still considering what they do here and whether they do sign up. Um, you know. I guess I'd like to start with, you know, what does what can pharmacy owners get their hands on at the moment, and where should they go, or is is there someone they could contact a local representative um, to find out about more about MedAdvisor and um, what is the I guess the onboarding process? Yeah, certainly. So uh, I mean, the the best place to start for any pharmacy that um, doesn't doesn't know a lot about MedAdvisor um, is certainly just our website um, directly, or you know, calling our support number um, can help you understand the steps to to get set up um, and every you know all the other information about pricing, etc. Um, and um, so so we can you know we can help directly with that process. There, there is essentially um, a, a part that involves um, Guild Care and uh, the Guild Link team in activating MedAdvisor in the pharmacy. But, but if the pharmacy already has Guild Care in, installed, that's quite streamlined. It's effectively they configure a new option and a new tab will appear in your Guild Care software. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then really, it's just. Um, about and, and that that said, many pharmacies. Uh, I should also explain another partnership of uh, MedAdvisor. Um, in terms of a day-to-day presence in in pharmacy, we have a relationship with um, activists who, um, you know, have uh, as you know, have uh, 
their, their own um, generic lines and OTC products. So they have quite a large um, sales team out there talking with pharmacies and pharmacy groups day to day and MedAdvisor is part of what they talk about and part of our face-to-face relationship with pharmacies. So so many pharmacies probably would have heard at least an introduction or had some in, some involvement with um, um, an activist rep or the activist team um, in introducing MedAdvisor and they're certainly um, available to provide more information too. But if it's if it's at the point of a pharmacist just wanting to sign up and get started, they can, um, you know, if they don't want to wait for the next visit uh, or uh, chat they're having with an activist rep, they can go to our website and contact us directly and um, we can you know, help them in the steps of uh, starting installation with Gilcare, etc. Yeah. yeah, but I guess I, I guess as as you touch on Rob, the uh, the the key also is uh, you know activating the software is one thing, but um, there's also trains you know some amount of training required by pharmacy staff, and that's um, that's something increasingly we do online. So we have a kind of like mo- most pharmacists would be used to the eye therapeutics training. Yes kind of approach. Um, so we have currently on our website, we have a set of training modules, um, which are pretty straightforward for, uh, we, we divide them up basically for any pharmacy staff. So some are, for example, how to talk to patients about MedAdvisor, just how to explain what it is and offer it to a patient. Um, that's something we recommend for any staff working in pharmacy. Whereas there's a separate module, which is really just for dispensing staff, which is how to do the more technical bits of, right, I want to generate an activation code for this patient, or I want to process an order that's coming in the MedAdvisor system. And that's something really only, you know, the staff using mm. your care and the dispensing software have to worry about. Um, that said, it's, you know, it's a far simpler process than learning dispense software. It's, you know, it's a one-tenth the size of that. And for, for staff already familiar with dispense software, most of the concepts in there are pretty straightforward. But certainly as, as soon as a pharmacy signs up, we steer them to the right training modules um, to get started in that sense. They also receive a big pack of promotional material for use in the pharmacy. So some big posters, our, um, you know, our, what we call rollout fill, you, you would have seen our, yes. um, our virtual coach character pharmacist fill. So some material with, um, but basically that helps the, the staff introduce MedAdvisor to patients. So, and some real clear call to actions, you know, do you forget to fill scripts, um, et cetera, that, to grab people's attention. I suppose, I suppose no pun, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. I, I was going to ask you with, uh, with pharmacist Phil, uh, cause I, I did, I did, uh, just quickly bring up, uh, desk active on my system. So is there any chance that pharmacist Phil might meet, uh, Dr. Dale from desk, desk active in the near future? Yeah, no, it's um. Oh, we we do have we haven't brought in Dr. Dale yet, but um, <laughs> for for um pharmacy staff that have a look at the training, they will notice a new character. There is also patient Pam now. Oh, right. Um, she's actually she's only used in in training, but um, pharmacist Phil uh, introduces patient Pam to MedAdvisor as the example of how you would talk to a patient about MedAdvisor. Yep. Um, so we have brought in a new character. But yeah, when, when you asked earlier about um, my background in this space, I guess that's a key part of the story too, is um, I've always been interested in the use of animated coaches as part of the engagement with, with a patient or user. 
um, which is an interesting area, really looking at, you know, can having a character there and an expression and a face be more engaging where you're trying to bring about any kind of behavior change um, in an individual than just text? And there are significant studies that say, yeah, putting a face to it and an emotion to it, if you're trying to coach someone in a particular direction, even though it's not as, you know, it's not as good and uh, uh, interactive as a real coach, but it's certainly a lot more engaging for a patient than just having words, you know, just having lots of text on a screen in a message. Particularly, you know, you'll notice, um, I don't know if you've seen, you may not have seen enough different types of interactions in MedAdvisor, but um, pharmacist Phil, if he's reminding you to fill a script, he'll actually get progressively more worried looking. So he'll, <laughs> he'll remind you five days out saying, um, oh, Rob, it looks like you're about to run out of XYZ medication. You better fill this script. Um, you've got three repeats left. He'll look quite happy and relaxed. Then on the day you're running out, he'll look more concerned. And if you still don't do anything, he will actually try three days after you've run out. And this is all in cases where we yeah. know you haven't filled the script and you haven't said, I'm not taking this medicine. So he's got reason, you know, fair yeah. reason to believe you have just been forgetful. Yeah. You look quite concerned and worried. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that, that's an interesting area in my mind that, you know, where you can make something more um, engaging and relatable than just having, you know, words on a page oh, look 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 absolutely and, and health for, for most most uh, of our patients is always quite a dry uh, sterile topic and uh, I guess to just put a little bit of uh, fun aspect around it and I think even as um, as I saw at um, APP in March um, we're now starting to see a few of these characters emerging other than pharmacist Phil I think we saw uh, packet packet Pete from uh, MPS as well and uh, we were, uh, a few colleagues of mine were wondering whether they'd all get together and uh, get to know each other. So yeah. <laughs> certainly uh, is a good side. But I guess on an operational um, set there, Josh, um, it, when, when a patient, um, you know, interacts with the, the application in the store, so obviously the, the patient gets activated by the pharmacist, then they have their medication list, they have the reminders. Could you just take us through just a typical typical journey of what that looks like in the pharmacy? So if a patient gets a reminder to fill a prescription or even one of the more common use cases where they might um, interact with the pharmacy, how does that flow from the patient to the pharmacy and I guess how seamless? is it yeah well look the I, I guess a, you know the critically important step and probably the most important um, for the um, pharmacy staff um, is introducing med advisor to a patient how do I offer this to a patient um, how do I activate an account for them etc um, and we you know essentially we, we try to keep that as as simple as possible but um, it is you know it's a little bit um, depending on the uh, knowledge of the patient and whether they've downloaded an app for their um, iPhone or whatever before um, there you know there's a little bit more than see with an SMS you only have to take a mobile number but um, there's a little bit more involved in that you do have to say hey you know download this app or you've got a Android phone you've got an iPhone um, but effectively you know that we suggest that that interaction is uh, it can be done at any time in, in pharmacy, but the best time is when you're taking in a script. So the, the pharmacies that, um, uh, yeah, the, the pharmacies find that the, the best I introduction point is as they take in 
a script they'll they'll essentially they can just ask you know in simple terms oh do you have a smartphone or a mobile device you know smartphone or tablet oh yes you do oh we offer medadvisor it's a complete tool on your iphone tablet whatever it is um free of charge to the patient that lets you manage all your medications it lets you see all the information about your medications see when your scripts are going to run out um, when you've got no um, prescriptions left etc and lets us keep in touch with you if you've got uh, questions or you want to order medications etc so each pharmacist and pharmacy staff member has their own variant on which features they see as most compelling and we have some you know recommendations but keep in mind you're you're uh, recommending something that's totally free to the patient and very relevant to what they're there for, which is they're there to fill a, a prescription. Um, so it's a you know it's a pretty easy sell um, mm. in that sense. Um, and then essentially, uh, if the if the patient has any interest, the 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 other important question there is if they don't have a mobile device or a you know smartphone or tablet, um, is do you have any access to the internet at all? Because 95% of MedAdvisor is also available just in a browser and email format. So, is, it, is it in a mobile site as well? Yeah, it's also a, a Mobi site available. So, yeah. the the only cases where that's really relevant is if you um, the the installed apps um, we have are for Apple and Android. So if you have, say, a Windows mobile phone, then you can use the Mobi version. And the only downside or the only missing feature from the browser variant of of MedAdvisor are the take my meds multiple times a day reminders just because, I mean, the only way we could do that kind of alerting would be via email, which would be a bit um, filling up your inbox with, you know, four emails a day, for example. Um, But every other feature is essentially there in um, browser format as well um, and including all the visibility of you know the CMI drug images the live list of medications etc yeah. um, so essentially the pharmacy staff will have some sort of little pitch of how they like to explain MedAdvisor to a patient and if the patient has any way to any sort of internet access or, or mobile device then they're they're fair game to install it and um, then basically as you're dispensing inside guild care there's there's really a one button um, inside guild care to generate what we call an activation code for the patient yep. um, and it's a six character you know like a, a license plate number you know uh, three um, yeah six character code that you pass back to the patient yeah and you can either click print in guild care to get a nice sheet that explains to the patient here's your activation code and here's how to download from the app store this app um, or you can just write it on a brochure some um, some pharmacists like printing everything others prefer to just use we have you know a nice dl brochure that explains the same stuff and in its simplest form you can just hand that activation code back to the patient and say download the app in your own time or log on here and here's your activation code and away you go um, but it, it sort of ranges. Some pharmacists like to show that, take the extra time to make sure the patient's totally up and running. So they might say, while you wait for your scripts, why don't you download the app in the pharmacy and then I can help you put in this activation code when you're done. Um, but essentially, once you've downloaded the app or gone, gone to your browser on a PC, you um, just type in some basic details, an email address, that activation code, 
um, verify with your your last name, and that's it. You know, MetAdvisor is up and running. Oh, you put in a put in a password, um, and you know, accept terms and terms and conditions, sort of the standard stuff you go through setting up an account on mm. anything. Um, you know, be it for setting up a Gmail or a Facebook or any other account, it's fairly similar. Yeah. Except the the activation code is the key bit, and the activation code really does two things. It ties the patient to their uh, their live prescription record, so it is the identifying point that ties them to to the records coming out of the dispense software, and it also ties them to that favourite pharmacy. So it, it's what um, mm. it, it means that once the patient activates without them having to do anything, the entire MedAdvisor experience for that patient will be branded with that pharmacy's logo, their contact details, their opening hours, any message that the patient tries to send out of MedAdvisor will go to that pharmacy. So it is part of the um, the tie-in of relationship from that patient to that pharmacy. Yeah, no, that, that's a perfect segue to what I was actually going to ask is for the pharmacy, obviously, it's not a, it's not a, a paid um, program for them. They're not getting paid per patient sign-up or anything like that. And it is a, you know, a, a MedAdvisor branded app. It's not branded their pharmacy. So I guess, <clears throat> obviously, you just confirmed, obviously, probably one of our listeners' biggest fears is that, you know, all of this information's in the application, what's stopping that patient from just taking it to another pharmacy? And uh, I guess, is there, I guess, a discussion that has to happen to, for them to unlink that pharmacy as the favourite pharmacy? Or um, how, how does that work? And I guess, what can our um, pharmacy owners take away as comfort that obviously by promoting MedAdvisor and promoting better medication compliance through using the application, that not inadvertently uh, diluting their customer loyalty? Yeah, well, uh, firstly, on your on your first point, even though MedAdvisor is MedAdvisor branded um, at various points, it is also quite heavily branded with the logo of the um, of the pharmacy and their contact information. We we try to make that as as strong as possible. Um, but um, yeah, certainly, I mean, ultimately, we can't stop a patient switching to a different pharmacy if they really want to, and that's the same with any of these systems really yep. um, even if we made it difficult they could just uninstall the MedAdvisor app and reinstall it we'd, yep. we'd have no way of really stopping it so yes it, it does ultimately you know and, and patients move for good reasons you know they might be moving suburbs or moving house and it's no longer practical to stay at the same pharmacy yeah um, that that said the experience we have is the um, the pharmacy who first signs up a patient to MedAdvisor has a has a very strong relationship out of that compared to not having that patient have MedAdvisor and there's sort of no day-to-day tie-in back to the pharmacy so it's certainly a lot stronger than nothing um, in terms of the, the the link there I mean the other key factor to understand here is Typically, along with offering MedAdvisor, um, pharmacies are asking patients to leave scripts on file at the pharmacy. And we see MedAdvisor as giving a much stronger reason to ask the patient to leave their scripts on file. Um, So uh, essentially, uh, the pharmacy will be saying, oh, when you you sign up to MedAdvisor, if you want to use the tap to refill feature, um, we need you to leave all your scripts here and this helps us know ensure your med advisor experience is um, up to date and you can place your orders ahead of coming into the pharmacy which is a particularly compelling mm. feature to 
um, to patients, um, even though you know the wait time in pharmacies, in my experience recently, is not you know no more than five minutes. People hate having to wait anywhere and are very attracted to the idea. Oh, I can tap this button and when I get to the yeah. pharmacy, it'll be ready. Um, but giving giving pharmacists a good reason to ask to leave scripts on file um, is is a key driver for a, a lot of our pharmacies. And um, and obviously, once a, once a patient's left scripts on file, that's about the strongest sort of lock in you'll ever get. In that it's quite a awkward conversation for a pharmacist to say, "Oh, can I have all my scripts back?" I'm decided I don't like you guys and I'm going to another pharmacy um, you know that's a, about the the best lock-in you can get is is having their their scripts on file and getting them used to leaving all their new scripts with the pharmacy and I and, and I gather also from the the med advisor experience with each individual patient it's going to generate obviously a number of insights and, and I guess I would like to know um, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners would is that what insights can med advisor give the pharmacy um, that you know perhaps you know through our I guess more day-to-day dispense point of sale applications that we use in the pharmacy, we don't get these insights generally handed to us. Does MedAdvisor give the pharmacy some insights as to, you know, frequency cycles of patients coming in? Can we be red flagged to follow up with a patient who may have um, lapsed on their repeat cycle? Obviously, pharmacist feels getting pretty angry, but I imagine and, and angry and worried. But you know, every pharmacy pharmacist who looks after these patients would be equally worried. Um, are there those red flags that get flown up um, in the pharmacies? Well, there's certainly quite a bit we do in terms of um, the re- reporting analytics side of MedAdvisor. Um, a lot of that is more at a over a group of patients kind of level. So, particularly what we're interested in is showing um, showing pharmacists the improved adherence they're getting from patients who are using MedAdvisor. Um, so, so we you know we have reports that can illustrate you know that information about right your patients on MedAdvisor are 12 percent more reliable at filling their scripts you know, in terms of measures of you know if we're talking about a, a typical once a month long-term medication that we can say right you know your uh, MedAdvisor patients fill one one and a half scripts more per year than your non-MedAdvisor patients therefore it's you know beneficial to get as many patients active on MedAdvisor as possible kind of thing. Um, then that said, you can open up MedAdvisor and look at individual patients and you can see the sort of information you're talking about. Um, it, it's just a matter of where that sits in in the workflow for the pharmacist. You know, do they want to... Um, I mean, essentially, most of what you're talking about, we are trying to automate for the pharmacist. So essentially chasing a patient mm. who appears to be dropping off in terms of their adherence is very much a key part of what pharmacist Phil is trying to do automatically mm. so that the, the pharmacist doesn't have to come in and write manual messages, you know, hey, Rob, why haven't you been in to fill this? Um, is just sort of not necessary as yeah. much chasing as possible look absolutely yeah. but you know as 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 we all know in our, in our pharmacies we do have those personal relationships and whilst it's nice to automate as much as possible sometimes you just know that some patients would you know prefer um, to hear from their patients so it could be yeah. you know the pharmacist in the in the pharmacy and pharmacist feel working together in that obviously feels an automated reminder but if that reminder is being ignored um, you know I would inherent inherently be expecting 
expecting that um, you know we, we would be following that patient up if pharmacist Phil hasn't been successful um, and that I think would be the patient expectation too. Yeah, certainly. So, so that um, everything you're talking about is, you know, the system's very much capable of. If you pull up an individual patient, you immediately see a sort of a clear colour code of, all right, Josh's five medications. Um, two of those are red. He's either low or run out of, hmm. um, and he hasn't said, I'm not taking the medicine anymore. So that's a pretty strong argument to say, well, he should have come in and filled filled that script. Um, and you can, yes, you can see our. Josh would have already got two messages and he hasn't done anything. And very much through through MedAdvisor, you can just um, manually trigger a, a one-to-one message uh, and communicate back and forth in a you know message format um, to to chase the patient. Um, that's all um, part of the system as well. We just try mm. and yeah, we try and automate the bits where it's obvious, but where the where the pharmacist has time to further follow up and glance at yes, you know this patient's in a for example, yeah, a red state on um, half their medications. Um, that might be where the, the pharmacist has time to further reach out and chase them. And yes, that you know they can always see. Oh, that's you know my pharmacist is actually writing me a personal message. That's always going to have more weight with the patient, certainly. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Josh, um, before time gets too far away from us, oh, I did want to ask you, obviously, with the Beeper Med Advisor Partnership, uh, what what do you see as, I guess, you know, it's probably a, quite a long conversation in itself, but what, what do you see as the major benefit for pharmacies to obviously be coming on board with Med Advisor now that that partnership is in place? Yeah, well, I guess the, the Beeper Partnership is all about helping us... Um, Get, get the word out to consumers and, and particularly we're talking about, um, you know, it's, it's particularly for um, users of prescription medications or regular users of prescription medications. But um, I guess the unusual thing about what we're doing with MedAdvisor compared to a lot of medication adherence programs is we want to um, try to build a yeah an awareness in the community of this tool being available rather than it being entirely on the pharmacist to um, introduce it to patients to actually to to try to build I guess two parts of this the awareness of medication non-adherence being a significant problem so being part of driving that message to the community to say hey um, you know everyone understands the problems of oh yeah I forget to fill my scripts and yeah it must be kind of bad that I went for five days without my medicine before I actually got around to filling it Mm. but properly making people aware how significant that is and you know pharmacists know the stats and research about how big a problem that is but letting the, the community understand that you know going without your statins for, statins for 10 days is not okay even though you may not feel symptoms it's you know there's a reason the doctor and pharmacist wanted you taking that um, yeah. <laughs> and so so um where the Booper partnership is exciting for us is you know their ability to help us communicate that message to the broader community and obviously they're going to be very effective at at getting those messages across to their member base which is um, over four million Australians now Um, but also more broadly you know obviously they're a a far bigger company with far more of a you know they're a name brand with a profile their ability to get some um, you know 
editorial PR, not to mention in some areas where we're advertising, etc., exposure to that message of how important medication adherence is. And then um, putting forward MedAdvisor as here is a free solution that's available through community pharmacy um, to help you manage all this. And, and there's a lot of, you know, there's um, a, a lot of buzz and enthusiasm for mobile apps in general. It's a, it's a good time for that and, and a growing interest in mobile health, as, as you know, particularly, yep. Rob. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So to be able to put forward, well, here's, from Booper's point of view, to say, right, we want to help raise awareness that this is a significant problem that people can do something about and here's a great free tool available to everyone um, is you know is what that partnership's all about and i guess where it helps um, medadvisor connected pharmacies is driving interest from outside the pharmacy of patients who are um, via the bupa website and um, taking an interest in MedAdvisor and therefore searching for, well, what, what pharmacies near me have this MedAdvisor app? Oh, you know, I'll, I'll go to one of them. So driving interest from outside and also just the fact that someone, uh, that a patient might have seen something about MedAdvisor and have some awareness. So when they walk into the store and see a poster, it's not a totally, mm. or, or the pharmacist talks to them about it, it's not the first thing they've heard about it. They can go, oh, yeah, that's what I you know saw in the paper or oh, I saw that on the morning show. Um, yeah, I know what that's about. That'd be great. Um, so giving helping the pharmacist in their promotion of MedAdvisor, yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and Josh, um, in terms of MedAdvisor implementation, and, and it is still relatively relatively young as well, um, what has been probably your best pharmacy case that you've seen and, and what did that pharmacy, or even if, if it was a number of them, what do you think they've done really well to make medication compliance uh, a feature of their business? Uh, obviously, the, you know, improving compliance of medicine can improve the bottom line because you are increasing the frequency, uh, decreasing the frequency between uh, prescription refills. Um, but, you know, what have been, you know, I guess some of the great stories that you've come across? Yeah, certainly. I mean, we have. Um, it's. It's. Uh, I don't want to pick favourites for fear of leaving people out, but uh, <laughs> we we have some great uh, early adopter pharmacies that have been involved since our you know earliest pilots of MedAdvisor, um, and I guess you know the where the ones that stand out are where where they have really in enthusiasm for you know, bringing this solution to their patients, and it's you know. The, the way they um, explain it and convey it to the patients and the importance of it is is what what makes them very successful at signing up lots of patients and having it work well for patients um, and 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 it's great to see I guess even even in the most you know recent last two or three months we've been um, helping uh, get get pharmacies excited we've been doing a um, iPad competition recently where sort of each week the pharmacy that signs up the most patients in a week um, wins an iPad mini mm. which we we do try to encourage the pharmacies to keep that iPad mini in the pharmacy to demonstrate um, hopefully yeah. they do <laughs> um, and there's you know, been quite a bit of competitive excitement in you know how, how many uh, patient signups pharmacies can get and um, and we're actually writing up some of the case studies about those um, those high-performing pharmacies, and and it is it's great for us to sort of take some of their feedback about what approaches work when explaining it to patients, and 
Um, but really, it, it is really just about getting the, the team in pharmacy with a, a good understanding of the fundamentals of how to explain this to a patient and um, how to introduce it to a patient and get on with talking to patients about it. And, mm. um, yeah, absolutely. And I th- in, our, in our last episode, Paul Naismith spoke a lot about uh, you know, the two critical factors of pharmacies that have done very well with ERX Express has been uh, motivation and uh, communication, but it has to start from the top with the pharmacy owner. Um, it, do you see that linking in the same way yourself in that are you seeing pharmacy owners embracing it or do you find that they're, I guess, flicking that on to other, other staff and has that contributed to the level of success that they've seen? Oh, look, t- totally, you know, the more um, there is um, pharmacy owner support um, and enthusiasm, um, the better. I mean, yes, there are some cases where it may not be the pharmacy owner, it may be the, the day-to-day manager of the pharmacies you know, not the owner, but and there, but but in general, yes, you need um, top-down support to engage with the team, and I, I guess we also have um, increasingly some song, strong support by um, banner and owner groups who um, are helping drive uptake and and drive um, pharmacy staff to get involved in training, and so you know some of those groups have their own training systems where they're saying, right, we want to make MedAdvisor a you know key or mandatory part of our training and that's you know that's been very effective or um other campaigns to or you know uh, groups will make it a, a kpi or have a med advisor week where you know every every staff member makes it their priority for that particular week is um so different programs of of uh, what works in pharmacy but um i guess it's not too dissimilar to other initiatives and whether they're promoting a particular professional service or something else of um, what works to get staff excited and comfortable with something like that so yeah absolutely and the future uh look obviously you know trying to integrate and create that end-to-end around you know ensuring that if you are going to you know put 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 your finger on the app and tap to refill um obviously pharmac- pharmacists have always been bounded by locations opening hours and so forth um to be able to tie that link in and obviously offer things like home delivery or um, online um, on- online um, de- delivery or through the mail, through couriers, um, is that far away? Yeah, you know, that's a very interesting area for us is kind of that dream of, you know, how, how could we use the system to enable any pharmacy to become a home delivery mail order pharmacy? Um, one of the trickier bits of that is adding in the, I guess, the OTC side of it, which is, you know, often a completely different system in the pharmacy. Um, but certainly we're, we're looking about at, at um, how we could do, you know, that, that part of it would be a key part of what we'd like to do more of in the future. Um, I, I also have a, you know, a personal, well, an objective from, from my side um, is for us to be able to do more in terms of the training and information in, you know, when I look at, uh, for me, the drivers of um, why I got into MedAdvisor and why this opportunity interests me is, um, I, you know, I still see lots of situations where um, more could be done to try and get the right training and information to patients on a day-to-day basis. Um, because, you know, as, as we were saying earlier, 
there's only so much time your doctor and pharmacist have with you. Um, but when you're talking about, you know, medications that someone might be taking for the rest of their lives, there's there's potentially quite a bit for them to know. And, the you know, the more they understand their medication, the more they understand coping with potential side effects of a medication or know why it works, understand why it's so important to them, etc. Um, so an area for me that's very interesting is how can we be part of better day-to-day -day ongoing training and um, the learning process for patients to, which all, all does lead to that objective of, um, you know, much stronger adherence if the patient has a better understanding, et cetera. So, Absol yeah. Absolutely. And more or less, and you may have answered it, but, you know, then again, being the entrepreneur that you are, perhaps not, would that be the biggest game-changing technology, these time and resources were no barrier? Would that be what you'd love to implement in pharmacies today? Um, yeah, that, I guess that, that side of it, the, the training and, uh, making the whole experience more, um, uh, the training, teaching people about medications, um, is key. The other area you mentioned, um, is also a, a key objective for us is bringing about a more complete, um, you know, potential for remote ordering and, mail be it mail order home delivery or something any pharmacy could offer if they want to um, would be another key area and and just the the general goal of making it you know that the easier it can be the more available it can be to a, a broader section of um, the community we often you know we obviously we hear a lot about um, um, how many um, older people can utilize the devices etc and um, <clears throat> so that you know that uh, that's a, a very important area for us. Although the, you know the stats these days on you know my grandfather-in-law is 87 or eight um, and is um, video uh, FaceTiming us on his <laughs> iPad every second day to talk to his great grandson. Um, so you know that's a the the um, the uptake by even the older generation of, of mobile devices is um, quite staggering. And I, you know, I guess another part of that we, where we already have done a lot of work is um, in what we call carer mode where, and I guess, yeah, when you talk about longer term objectives, that's another key one for us is um, doing more to assist people who are helping manage medication for other people. Um, and there's, it, it gets missed by the system a bit that, um, you know, there's, we all understand that how nursing homes work, but for every patient in a nursing home, typically there are, you know, five to 10 other people who are elderly or suffering from a serious illness where one way or another, informally, they have someone helping them take their prescription medication. Yep. Um, and what we can do to, to help in that side of things is very interesting to me, particularly where it's remotely, where it's, for example, my being able to keep an eye on my mum's use of MedAdvisor um, to help steer her in the right direction remotely. And yeah, sometimes if I have to pick up the phone because it's, hey mum, you looks like MedAdvisor says you're out of this, what's going on? Do you need me to come and give you a lift to the, to the pharmacy to sort it out? Um, I see as a very valuable area and, you know, something that's going on so much when you think about how many of us either help out elderly parents with medication, certainly help out kids with medication, um, even, you know, the spouse of um, filling scripts for your spouse because, um, 
you know, you're at a pharmacy when they're not, when they can't be at a pharmacy, etc. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. We are an aging population. Our baby boomers are living longer. And uh, look, it's certainly an area that I'm sure all of us are aware that, you know, we need to be able to connect with our with our customers on that level. You know, there aren't going to be enough aged age care beds and uh, we need to embrace the fact that people are going to live longer and want to live more independently. So I reckon that's, yeah. a, that's a great long-term goal and, um, yeah. you know, we look forward to following the journey is to see uh, where MedAdvisor can uh, help solve that problem in the future. Josh, yeah. it's been brilliant having you on today and uh, we look forward to having you back and following MedAdvisor's journey and having you back in the not-too-distant future. Great. Thanks, Rob. It was great to talk to you. Great. Thanks, Josh. Well, what a great start for mobile apps in pharmacy and particularly those around benefiting our patients and helping give them more freedom in their lifestyle to be able to control their health from the palm of their hand. My three key learnings, the use of mobile apps in pharmacy is only going to grow and flourish. It's not slowing down, it's not going to go away. All we need to do is look outside of our own industry and look at other industries that have been transformed by the use of mobile applications. Take Domino's Pizza for example. You can build a custom pizza anywhere, anytime, and monitor it all the way from preparation to processing, cooking, to the point where you've picked it up and it's in your hand. Fantastic transformation. And again, I think our pharmacies could look very similar in the not too distant future. Take travel as well. You can build a trip, you can travel the world by following a guide and an itinerary that's in the palm of your hand, quite literally. So we need to wake up and take notice of this and be asking for more innovation. As Paul Naismith mentioned in our previous episode, our consumers are asking for all of these things and we need to be looking to deliver that for them. Number two, following on from that, our patients need to be self-empowered to be able to manage their medications. And not even our patients, but our carers as well. It's a great example of how MedAdvisor are enabling carers to be able to monitor medications. And Josh gave a great example with his mother as well of how he can look in and see how she's going and jump in when he needs to. And they can order medicines and obviously look at the compliance to make sure that the benefits are being carried out as well. So what a great tool. And certainly looking ahead at how that might um, integrate with e-commerce and being able to order from your phone, it's certainly not too far away. And certainly in our industry, there's quite a few things in the pipeline that's going to be able to transform that for us. Number three, get started now. Don't wait. Don't think that there's going to be some magic app or some magic, magic uh, uh, invention that's going to help you do everything in one go. It's all done in stages. And what you need to be aware is that your competition within the pharmacy and outside the pharmacy and supermarkets are offering this kind of functionality already. So MedAdvisor, ERX Express, and there's another soon to be released one as well, make really good starts and it enables your patients to do their core business with you, which is prescription medicines, and manage that better than just simply without a mobile application as well. You need to look inside our industry as well. Some of the bigger groups, Chemist Warehouse, you've got PharmaSave, 
You've got uh, USAVE, which I'll talk about in a second, and also Farmore in Victoria as well. And they've all started to develop mobile applications. And I think quite obviously, Chemist Warehouse app is often used by a number of us within the profession for price indexing as well. So the functionality will only grow and flourish there. And all of us, particularly independent pharmacy owners, need to start looking at that. There was a great example I came across. Um, Anthony Tassoni, who's our Victorian Guild president, uh, he's developed uh, the Casey Central ChemMart app, and I encourage you to have a look at that. Again, the functionality just allows uh, the hybrid model of having catalogues and social media and contact from that pharmacy in a, in a mobile app that lives in the real estate of his patients' phones. And again, we're fighting for that real estate. But we've got to keep in mind that once we've got that real estate, it has to be something worthwhile and it has to be helping them solve a problem. So being able to do things for our patients in a mobile application like Josh was talking about in terms of managing their medication compliance, offering them insight as to how many repeats they have left and so forth without having to call the pharmacy, we need to be delivering that functionality. The USAVE example, I'll just spend a little second on that one as well, and I will try and get someone from them on the show because I think their, their, their application around interactive shopping and from the functionality I've been able to garner from it, you're able to use an inbuilt QR reader. And for those of us who don't know what QR codes, they're called quick response codes. So anytime you see these big square barcode-like things around the place. Um, a lot of marketers have used them. Uh, they're not particularly successful um, unless people have got a QR application on their phone. And obviously, USAVE have solved that by putting the QR application inside their app. Great move by them to do that. But what they're doing is that you're able to scan products in their pharmacy and be able to unlock advice and uh, information about those products so that they're allowing interactive shopping and that's their application as well. So certainly a lot to take away from this, but please guys, keep mobile on the agenda. It needs to keep building and we need to start keeping the momentum going to make sure our pharmacies have it. Well, certainly a jam-packed episode today. Don't forget to jump on the booking site pharmacyfreedom.eventbrite.com. Don't forget if you can't remember this, it'll be in the show notes and use your exclusive booking code episode 20. Very happy for you to pass that on to anyone that you think may benefit as well. Have a great week everyone and I look forward to speaking to you all again next week. Bye for now.